Welcome to Knowledge on the Go, the podcast brought to you by the PI Programs team at Vizient. I'm Courtney Fro White, Senior Performance Improvement Director here at Vizient, and your host for today's episode. We'll be discussing the findings from the Effective Strategies for Sustaining and Optimizing Telehealth in Primary Care Project that was a collaboration between Vizient and the Association of American Medical Colleges, commonly referred to as the AAMC. The start of the COVID-19 pandemic caused telehealth levels to surge across ambulatory care as both providers and patients pivoted to find safe access to healthcare and reduce spreading COVID-19. This dramatic shift in care delivery was made possible by significant regulatory changes as well as significant changes in provider and patient openness to telehealth. Telehealth has proven to be a fundamental tool for health systems and providers to meet the access challenges of delivering care to their patients. In 2022, the rates of telehealth use within primary care varied significantly across health systems, so the goal of this project was to understand variations across health systems and the use of telehealth to deliver adult primary care beyond the pandemic, explore their motivations for sustained telehealth use, understand how sustained use was achieved, and study associated implications on clinical performance. Vizient and the AANC sought insights from ambulatory care leaders, physicians, and staff to create a framework based on common themes that emerged among high-performing organizations. Joining me on this podcast today is Danielle Carter, Senior Program Specialist, Access and Clinical Innovations with the AAMC. She co-led this project work with me, and together, we'll share key insights from this work. Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Courtney, thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk about some of these lessons learned that hopefully other organizations can adopt to improve their performance in telehealth. Great. So I thought I'd go ahead and kick us off with some background and project structure. So Vizient and the AAMC partnered to study telehealth sustainability in primary care. And we started the project by conducting a survey across organizations in the AAMC Vizient Clinical Practice Solutions Center, also referred to as the CPSC, to understand how primary care departments are using telehealth. Based upon the survey responses we received and the data from the CPSC, we then conducted structured video interviews with organizations that had varied rates of telehealth usage within primary care. A foundation for telehealth implementation and key effective strategies for optimizing telehealth usage in primary care were identified following these interviews. It was really imperative that organizations start to plan and build a solid foundational infrastructure to support long-term stability and growth. So, Danielle, can you share with us what those foundational elements were for telehealth? Yeah, Courtney, we found technology, workforce, and access strategy serve as these foundations for establishing a telehealth program within primary care at any organization. There are essential elements for continued enhancement of a telehealth program. Organizations should ensure that this strong foundation is in place to help drive optimization and sustainability. And so diving into these a little bit, technology, it's really about health systems investing significant resources in the technology and infrastructure that are needed for successful telehealth visits. Next is workforce, which is really about having a well-prepared and engaged staff that have both the knowledge and comfort with all aspects of telehealth visits. And this includes a lot of staff 
from providers, your care team members, front desk staff to scheduling, IT, regulatory, and even billing and leadership teams. Lastly, your access strategy is about ensuring timely, necessary, and appropriate care services across patient populations. Telehealth really originated as extending access to rural patients, but we know that it's become so much more and has emerged as a key access point for all patients. If you don't have this strong foundation, then it can really make it difficult to sustain or even optimize any type of the work that you do around telehealth, which is why we really found it important to reinforce the importance of this foundation. And from the interviews, we also identified some effective strategies to really take it beyond this foundation in sustaining and optimizing telehealth usage. And these effective strategies can be used by health systems, primary care, other ambulatory care leaders to really expand and further leverage telehealth within their primary care. And the organizations who are effectively integrating telehealth into their care delivery and optimizations. Courtney, can you talk about some of these effective strategies that organizations are using to really integrate telehealth into their care delivery and operations? Yeah, Danielle. One of the things that we found when we were conducting our interviews was that the first effective strategy is really around having a culture of adoption. Leaders and providers, they really have to demonstrate a commitment to the value of telehealth. Telehealth needs to be incorporated as a system access strategy that involves engaging providers and staff in this shared mission. So when we think of this whole engagement and culture of adoption, having that designated oversight and also having a delineation of leadership responsibilities for telehealth within the health system, really realizing where is telehealth reporting to who is driving the change that's going to happen within telehealth, you really have to create a telehealth strategy that has ambulatory care leadership committing to and adopting that strategy. It also includes having a commitment to telehealth as a key component of providing access and care delivery. It's vital that leaders solicit feedback from providers and staff on ways that telehealth workflows, scheduling, and other components can be improved. Leadership really plays that instrumental role in helping to shift the organizational culture and also the organizational mindsets to really embrace telehealth and technology. Leadership needs to be able to tell a narrative and demonstrate why having telehealth is so vital to the organization's success. Danielle, maybe you can share some insights about provider and staff engagement. Yeah, really, I think provider and staff engagement are about taking that foundation of workforce engagement that we already talked about and taking it to the next level. Organizations who have excelled at telehealth and primary care have not only providers who are quote unquote super users, but PCPs who really serve as champions that drive the culture and commitment around telehealth. We found that physicians are really the drivers of patient comfort and adoption of telehealth. If a provider suggests and encourages the use of telehealth, then patients will typically embrace telehealth. And it's important to remember that so much of what providers are able to do depends on having supportive and reliable staff to help make that happen. So successful optimization and sustained use of telehealth is entirely dependent on staff that are well-trained and feel supported in helping conduct telehealth visits. 
Courtney, you and I have both mentioned patience in the foundation and first effective strategy, but the second effective strategy really takes this further and cements the importance of patience and has to do with incorporating a patient-centered approach. Courtney, can you talk more about this patient-centeredness approach? Absolutely. We know that there's really an importance to prioritizing and creating a seamless patient encounter from the initial scheduling to the actual visit, and then to the follow-up. Telehealth has really become another channel for patients to access care, especially for those patients who are looking for alternative types of care that are convenient, efficient, cost-effective, and really designed around their needs. Telehealth also offers providers the flexibility to extend office hours, which then leads to avoiding leakage outside of the organization especially during times of high demand when we know that increased capacity is required. So health systems really need to be agile, adapting to the continually evolving consumer demands, market competitors, and those technology innovations that we know are coming. We really have to keep the patient as the focus and the priority of everything we do in healthcare. So Danielle, We also have this last effective strategy, which is around metrics and analytics. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that effective strategy. Yeah. Organizations collect and use operational telehealth metrics to drive program improvement and really ensure appropriate application of telehealth across departments and providers. We found that the majority of organizations are tracking telehealth visits, but for those who are really making a commitment and investment in telehealth, they've taken it a step further and are collecting data around utilization, quality, satisfaction, and financial metrics. And not only are organizations tracking these metrics, but they're also engaging key stakeholders at all stages of the process. That's great. So we know that these effective strategies can help with telehealth and telehealth can increase access and improve patient outcomes by enabling timely care interventions. But we also found, Danielle, that the implementation of telehealth faces challenges and barriers. So let's discuss a few of them. So Danielle, I'll go ahead and have you start. I don't think we can talk about telehealth barriers without mentioning the regulatory situation. During the PHE, CMS removed some of the intense barriers to telehealth. This includes geographic and site of service limitations. And this really allowed more widespread adoption and usage of telehealth. We know the PHE ended earlier this month, and both of our organizations are definitely working hard to understand the needs of our members and push for increase and sustained flexibilities around usage of telehealth that's going to allow this continued adoption and usage of telehealth across all populations. Technology was another barrier, especially at the start. A lot of organizations had some telehealth prior to the pandemic, but it was typically quite limited. Organizations really had to build up their capabilities and adopt new technologies to enable seamless telehealth visits. At the start, many organizations really relied upon audio-only visits when they increased their capabilities. We also know more changes might need to be made in order to ensure ADA and HIPAA compliance since there were some flexibilities around technology platforms during the PHE. So needless to say, there's a lot of things still developing around the regulatory and technology front, 
but we're actively working with members around this and know that there's ways to overcome these barriers. Courtney, what are some of the other barriers we identified? Yeah, another barrier was the fact that in-person volumes return to normal at many organizations. And then also at the same time, a lot of these organizations, they're experiencing severe staffing shortages of both providers and other clinical staff. So these staffing challenges make it difficult for organizations to have capacity to take on new care delivery workflows or work to expand telehealth. Organizations should consider how telehealth may help relieve those staffing shortages and the fact that telehealth can be implemented in ways that effectively engage providers and reduce provider burnout. And then this is healthcare, so we need to talk a little bit about quality. There are concerns from CMS, other insurance payers, patients, health systems around quality of care provided via telehealth. While virtual visits have some limitations, such as the difficulty in conducting a thorough physical exam, a recent JAMA study found that telehealth can expand healthcare capabilities and perform at the same level or even better than in-person care on many key quality measures. So again, we just need more research around this area of quality and help identifying what conditions are most appropriate for telehealth visit, especially with primary care, which addresses such a wide array of conditions. So, Danielle, we've kind of laid out a lot of things here with the foundation and some of our key effective strategies here, but what other recommendations do you have for those listening on how to incorporate these strategies? Well, first off, I really hope those listening will check out the AAMC and Vizient websites and download our report. We saw from this project that telehealth use in primary care was relatively rare prior to the pandemic and increased dramatically during the pandemic out of need. But what this data and project demonstrate is that while variable, its use in primary care is likely to continue across health systems in the future. So we really hope organizations will take a look at this report and find new ways to optimize and expand their use of telehealth and primary care. I agree with you, Danielle. And I think what's great about the report also is that we have two case studies that we did. And I think that there is some vital golden nuggets of information, like to your point that organizations can take and put these concepts into place at their organizations. And one of the other things that I would say is that these concepts can be applied to any specialty providing telehealth care. It doesn't just have to be primary care. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Knowledge on the Go. I'd like to thank Danielle for joining me today. And thank you to our listeners for taking the time to join us. And please look for future Knowledge on the Go podcasts. For Vizient's PI Programs team, I'm Courtney Furrow-White. Please join us for more Knowledge on the Go. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments at picollaboratives at vizientinc.com.